welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey, lovely. Welcome to the podcast for the week. So nice to have you listening in. So today I, ah, I'm going to talk about something that might be polarizing <laughs> and I'll explain why I've decided to do it anyway um, when we get uh, fully stuck into everything. Before we do that, a couple of things. Um, I said it today uh, during some free training that I was running, but for everybody else who didn't catch that, I want to say a big congratulations to my client, Annie, who had a virtual retreat over the weekend. Uh, she was a little concerned that she wasn't going to get her numbers uh, a week ago, but she had a target of 20 people, and I'm delighted to say she had 21 sign up and attend her virtual retreat. Lucky them uh, made a handy 600 pounds uh, for the hours. So we love that. And um, I just think that's great when when my clients set themselves a big target and then exceed it. So congratulations to Annie. I also want to say hello, Anna Heffington. Anna sent me a really nice message and I just wanted to say, hi, Anna. Thanks for your message. Uh, I also wanted to let everybody know that I have just put up the dates for the next round of yoga and story. So there were a few of you who have reached out to say, when are you doing that again, Amy? I'm doing that again soon. So if you like the idea of learning from and with me and, uh, inevitably, I'm guessing, a fabulous collection of yoga nerds from around the around the world. Uh, check that out, Yoga and Story. The link is in the episode notes. It's a six-week, really, it's like a discussion club uh, where we go through sections, some of my favorite sections of the Ramayana and the Mahabharata, um, the two big epics of of the yoga canon and and mine them for juicy stories that you can apply to your classes to your workshops if you just want to learn more about those texts if you're interested in increasing your applied philosophy um, knowledge through storytelling and yoga mythology it's a really cool course uh, it's just a conversation every week for six weeks uh, exploring archetypes, exploring tropes, what's the meaning behind things, how can we connect the uh, philosophical components of yoga to storytelling so we can convey them in a really interesting way to our students, how can we make enticing workshops and retreat themes based on stories, how can you link asana sequences to storytelling, if any of that interests you, do check out that program. Uh, the link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash story. And what uh, I've taught it once before last year, we had oodles of fun. And one of the themes that very much came through was seeking out um, powerful female characters from yoga land that aren't deities. 
<clears throat> I think I know a lot of uh, yoga teachers love to use goddesses as themes for their classes, and which is fabulous, of course. But I also think there's something really beautiful in looking to uh, real world characters, if you like. So folks like you and me, more or less, and looking to what they overcame, their their journeys, their family stories, their own trials and, and stories of, of overcoming their fuck-ups and their successes. And so we play a lot with those, in particular uh, the, 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 the female roles, to, to get a bit more noise behind their stories. The Panchakanyas, some really good fun stuff. So check that out, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash story if you would like to join that fun ride that's starting, I think, it's either the end of this month or early next month, but anyway, it's on the website. Okay, so today I want to talk about, I want to challenge you to this question, are you dimming your light? And in particular, what I want to talk about is money. Like I said, this um, conversation might not be for you. Uh, It might be triggering for you. Um, If this is not the message that resonates with where you're at, totally okay. I'm going to be talking about making a lot of money. Um, And if for wherever you're at in your money journey, um, that's repellent or doesn't appeal, this might not be the uh, episode for you. And that's totally cool. But what I realized uh, over the course of last week, and it's funny, in fact, I had a dream about it last night. I, I was starting to ponder over the weekend what the topic would be for this week. And I was feeling that this should be the topic, but then I had all of this resistance, my own resistance and fear. What will people think of me? What if I'm judged? This could be really polarizing. I don't think I'm up for a deluge of criticism or negative feedback at this time in my life. And then I had this dream. So here's the dream. This is a wacky dream, but dreams are wacky. So, uh, so, so I was in this exercise class. I wasn't taking the class. I was observing it. And the room was full of people. Actually, it was all women in the dream. This is a conversation for all genders, but it just so happens that these were all women in this dream. And they were all doing this exercise class, which uh, dreams, I think was yoga. Um, This is not about is yoga an exercise class. You all know me by now. I'm not saying that. But my understanding of the dream was was all these people doing, they're all wearing active wear and they're all really going for it. And at the front, there were sort of these different groups of people in this class. There was all of these really, really muscly women. Then there was all of these fabulously curvy women. There was a whole row, they came in late, of really thin, vatery women who sort of, I, you know how you just know things in dreams? I just knew that they were also ballerinas. Remember, we're in Dreamtown here. And everybody was doing this intense, intense stuff, um, And it looked really challenging and really hard. And I could just tell that everybody was having the freaking time of their life, the time of their life. Fast forward in the dreams, as they do, and then I'm suddenly in these corridors. It's it's like a maze. I couldn't tell if I was inside or outside. It was really dark in this earthy kind of maze. And everybody from the class was in the maze. And I knew the way out. 
And I was sort of staying calm and trying to help people go in the right direction. And some people going, were going backwards and some people were going in my direction. And I was trying really quickly to help everybody get out of this horrible place. And then this is the, you know, this is when I, when I woke up and went, oh yes, Amy, <laughs> you can't avoid this anymore. The only other things, things stuck in the maze with us, with all of us trying to go the right direction, some people going backwards, some people going forwards, everybody a little bit freaked, were all of these cows. And I'm not talking like the cow that you see on a milk commercial. I'm talking about the types of cows that you see in Varanasi, in Delhi, those sorts of cows. And they were in there with us. And we're all trying to figure out how do we get out together? How do we all go in the right direction? How do we take this really intense but amazing experience through this narrow bottleneck and get back out into liberation? So I woke up and I thought, I don't often have dreams like this. Like I'm not one of those. I'm not particularly woo. But I woke up and I thought, right, you've got to do it this week. Stop. Stop playing small. Stop Stop pretending that you're all things to all people. Sometimes, Amy, you need to actually be polarizing because this message needs to get out there. So let me give you a little bit of background. On Friday night, I received in strangely very quick succession three messages from my clients, different different clients, three different messages. The crux of which was letting me know that they had not only achieved their financial goal for the month of January, but had exceeded it. Uh, one of my clients sent me a screenshot. She was so, you know, she was kind of surprised that her, that her, at her own results, she sent me a screenshot of her bookkeeping software. Um, another client was sharing that she totally, uh, she and her business partner totally got their monthly goal. The first, the first time that they've set it that high, and then, look, they got it in the first month. And another one of my clients sharing with me that she had a new experience over the month of being able to pay everything and still having money left over and how that felt so significantly different for her. And so I think it's time to have a conversation about where we may still be and I'm in this with you. This is why I want to talk about it because I'm in it. Where we may still be under earning by choice. Now, uh, like I said, this this might be triggering for you. That's a, you know, I, I, like this is not going to be the podcast for everybody. But for those of you who are already hearing that little ping of resonance, I. I lovingly invite you to step into this conversation with me where we start looking at bigger numbers. So I've been doing my yoga business now full time, not having my other jobs, not having it as a side hustle, but doing this and nothing else since, well, almost exactly, let's say six years. Hang on. I'm always bad at that. Okay, five years. <laughs> you got to count the gaps, Amy, not the <laughs> five years. And over the weekend, I was looking back over the money that I've made over that time, the end of the year totals. So I'm talking about calendar years. I know we all have, depending on where you live, we have different financial years, but the calendar years. And looking at how that's changed over time. 
And then also thinking and then looking at, well, okay, how much did I have in my hand at the end over time? And I'm pleased to say that uh, I, the, on balance, I'm making more than I was five years ago. It would be a problem if I wasn't. And on balance, I'm spending less than I was uh, five years ago. So the net amount in my hand, the money that I pay tax on, income tax, um, is greater. But not that much greater. It's greater for sure. Maybe, I don't know, by a magnitude of two and a half, almost three times, Um, but not like 10 times. (laughs) And I've got some things that need doing at my house that have needed to be done for some time. And I haven't done them yet because there's still not enough money left over at the end of everything to easily go out and say, right, I'm going to get that fixed. I'm going to get that sorted out. And I want to complete this project. So I'm not even talking about, let's all go on business class holidays and and live it up. That will be good when we can do that. But what I'm talking about is this, this, even at this point, despite having tripled down on the money in my hand at the end of the year, I'm still not at a point where I can say, I'm going to hire that guy to come and finish that thing. I'm finally going to buy that stuff that I've needed for years and et cetera. And again, not fancy stuff, just stuff that like house upkeep, like paint the outside of my house or whatever. And I know that the money that I got left in my hand is, um, and this is not a braggy thing, it's just a fact, probably still more than a whole bunch of yoga teachers in this community have in their hand. I can't just easily go. I want that sorted out. I need this to feel good. I want that resolved. I'm still having to scrimp up and save for the extras. Not the, can you buy yourself a new pair of sweaty beddies when they're on sale? I'm not talking about that. I mean like the actual stuff that, um, you know, the actual stuff that, that you need to make sure that life is great. Not the, not the frosting, not, not the sprinkles, but the frosting. <laughs> I got the cake. I can do the sprinkles. I, I want more frosting. I want the cheesecake. No, no, no. The carrot cake, cheesecake, cheese, carrying cheese, whatever. I've been a vegan too long. I can't remember, but you know what I'm saying? The good stuff. Okay. So if you mash all of this together, weird dream about holy cows caught in a maze with sweating aerobics people, My three fabulous clients who messaged me within an hour of each other celebrating their monthly, uh, having reached their monthly income target. And the fact that despite all of that, I know because they're my clients that I'm still earning more than they are. And I know I'm not, I'm not living like Osho here with 92 gold Rolls Royces. Uh, I've still got me Mazda, my secondhand Mazda, no gold toilet to be seen. And it's still not enough for me. So I know for sure, while it's wonderful that all of those people achieve their goals, this is the part that I want to challenge us all on. Are we still playing too small? Are we still playing too small? For kicks, last week, I uh, was listening to a podcast that was all about women who are millionaires, right? And I thought, well, I wonder what it would be like to make a million bucks. I wonder how, you know, what would that actually be like? Who would I have to become to make a million dollars? Just pure curiosity, no ambition for it necessarily, just curious. So I got in my calculator and I divided a million by 12 
and came up with whatever it is, 85 grand or whatever, that's what I would need to make a month to turn over a million dollars. And I looked at the number and I thought, oh, okay, well, I mean, it's not completely outrageous. I guess if I wanted to, I could probably figure out how to do that. So why not? Now, for me, I journaled on this for a while and I don't want to make that much money. I don't want to work that hard. I'm not at a point in my business where that actually feels like it would be easeful. And after five years of doing this, I'm much more interested in easeful than the bottom line. But half of that would be good, right? Now, I'm close, but I'm not there. I'm still not getting the termite guy in to sort out the termites whenever I feel a little twitchy about them. You know, I still had to think about it when my dog had his surgery and we needed four grand in a hurry. I still had to kind of think about what could go where and how we could change the payments on things and whatnot. And what would it be like if we didn't have to think about that? What would it be like if the next time you saw a teacher training or a professional development course, you just got it for yourself? What about if, what, I mean, what's going on? Let's put the business stuff aside. What's going on in your home? Maybe there's things that need doing at your place. Um, I would like to pay someone to come do some of my gardening because I've grown a garden to a point where it could almost be a full-time job. That would be cool. Uh, What else would I like to do? I've got to, I really want to convert my shed to a studio. That still hasn't happened yet because that's a 10 grand thing that I just haven't kind of prioritized. That would be cool. Maybe for you, it's an ease of paying school fees. It's not even a thing. The, the fees get due and you just pay them. Or maybe it's upgrading your car. Or maybe um, it's about making sure that you've got all of the right insurances in place. And when they come due, they're easily paid. There is something very, it feels to me like this is a conversation where I'm talking about restorative wealth, you know? It's like what you can take Shavasana, okay, cool, Shavasana, or you can take Shavasana with a bolster under your knees, with a blanket on your sticky mat, maybe you've got um, blankets under your under your arms, under your hands, maybe you have an eye pillow, maybe you have a... Um, a sandbag on your thighs, like a blanket over everything. Maybe you've even been anointed with some kind of organic, non-irritating essential oil with consent. And that's how we can feel when we have a level of support in a financial sense. Okay, it'll be interesting to look at the stats of this episode and see How many people listened to the whole thing? How many people tuned out after the first five minutes? Last week, I uh, shared an interview that I did uh, with one of my money mentors, Barbara Hewson, and I got a lot of feedback from people talking about how they they really heeded her advice and they were inspired to think about money in a new way and make changes in their business. And that lights me up like crazy. I love it. I love all of that action that's happening. I love that you're all going out and getting her books. I love that you're all recommitting to punching in your numbers, you know, when you buy something, when you earn something. I love all of it. 
But my challenge for you today is to consider, are you actually asking for enough? And I'm not talking about pricing your classes or anything like that. This is not a conversation about the nitty gritty. This is a conversation about your overall attitude to how much money you're actually available to receive. And I want that to really sit in, uh, sink in, sorry. How much abundance are you actually open to receive? I was working out this morning and thinking about this question myself. And what comes up for me when I think about, okay, if I want to add a couple of hundred grand onto my annual gross income, I know that I could do it because all sorts of people make much more money than that and they don't have the skills that I have and they don't have the, you know, they don't have the work ethic that I have and they haven't done all of the training and the coaching that I have and they don't have all of the quality, la, 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 la. Like if they can do it, why not me? I was having that. So I know that. I know that there's nothing sort of factual, if you like, evidence-based that means they can do it, but I can't. So what is this resistance that I was experiencing? And for me, the fear was um, I would have to work a hell of a lot harder and I don't want to. I just don't want to. At this point in my life, I, I don't want to work really, really hard. And I would also have to be put myself out there and be visible in a way that felt dangerous. Okay, so these are interesting considerations, right? Oh, to make an extra couple of hundred grand, Amy, you would have to work really hard and you would have to put yourself in, in, you have to step out of your safety zone, out of your safety zone. And I don't want to do either of those two things. So in my mind, my belief system, I had decided that what I had, how much I have been earning, which has been trending up, like I said, over the past five years, but not in a not in a like wowza way, not in a I 10x my income kind of way, just in a gradual, gradual incline, in a cat cow vibe-ish kind of incline. <laughs> Why was I stuck? Why was I stuck? Because my belief was in order to go to the next level, I would need to work really hard and take myself out of my safety zone. And so on some level, I have been limiting my growth, not stymieing it, not, not you know, cutting it off completely, but definitely limiting it, dimming it down so that I didn't have to work really hard or be unsafe. And I want you feel free to DM me. It's always tricky with these podcasts because I'd so love to have this more as a conversation, but obviously the nature of the medium leads it to me just blah, blah, blahing along. And hopefully feel free to talk to your phone, I guess. (laughs) DM me or talk to your phone. (laughs) Okay. So uh, this is, I'm going to pull this out for you, but I just want to explain, like, I want to make it really clear that I'm in this with you. And this has been my process over the past couple of days. All right. So Okay, so I realize that I have been limiting my growth because I don't want to overwork and I don't want to be unsafe. Okay, noted. So then the question becomes, how can I make more money without overworking or going outside my safety zone? Outside the comfort zone? 
Sure, bring it on. Working full on within my own boundaries? Absolutely, I'm there for it. How can I do that? What needs to be removed or what needs to be reconsidered in order for that to happen? And I really believe this is unlike me, all of you longtime listeners. I really believe this is happening on an energetic level. This is not, Amy, you need to take another course. Amy, you need to learn a bit more about marketing. Amy, you need to hire an expert to show you what to do. I don't think it's that. I think the reason I haven't been earning more, making more money, generating greater prosperity, wealth for myself, is because I had hit an energetic upper limit and I didn't want to cross that threshold because of my irrational fears about overworking and being unsafe. And so I thought, okay, interesting. Maybe this isn't just me. Maybe based on the feedback I've had after Barbara's episode, based on the ease, I love them, but the ease, generally speaking, at which my clients achieve their goals, generally speaking, I'm not saying they just sat around on a beanbag and like I don't know, eight magnums, like they were doing stuff. Maybe we're not asking for enough. Is this resonating? What would your life be like if you made twice as much money? If you're making 40 grand now, what would your life be like if you were making 80? Or if you're making 80 grand now, what would your life be like if you were making 160? Not because more is more is more is more, but because I would love it if around wealth, you took more of a restorative shavasana than just lying down on your travel thick sticky mat. It's a different experience. Maybe you don't have a retirement fund. Maybe you can pay all of the bills, but there's nothing left to invest. Maybe you like the idea of shares or property or some other asset. Maybe you want to leave a stonking inheritance for your grandkids. I don't know. Whatever it is. Maybe you want to go back to university and re-qualify as an exercise physiologist or you want to do your MBA or you want to study psychology just for kicks. What would your life be like if you were making twice as much? Okay, next question. What, would, what do you think would be a great amount of money? Where I always ask this when I bring on a new private client or, in fact, uh, teachers into my mastermind. One of the questions they have to ask is, what's your ideal annual income? And that's great. That's, you know, that's really realistic, considered, oh, you know what, I've been making 15,000 pounds and gee, if I could get to 25, I'd feel like, feel like my own superhero. Okay, cool. But what if you like doubled that? What if it wasn't 25,000 pounds? What if it was 50,000 pounds? Or what if you, I don't know, like, what is it for you? Maybe you're already at six figures. What about if you made twice that? What about if you made, instead of 120, you did $240,000, pounds, euro, whatever? What would that be like? And I want you to actually feel this in your body. And my hope is that it actually feels like a softening. If, if, this, if this episode is meant for you, if you're at this stage in your journey, I imagine you will perceive this 
visualization as a softening in the body. If it feels like a hardening or a constriction, like I said, this might not be the opposite episode for you yet. But if you're feeling it as a softening, wow, I could just do that thing and not worry about it. You know, there are different levels. I remember the time in business where I got myself to a point where I could just go to the supermarket wherever, whenever I liked and buy whatever I liked and not even think about it. And now that's my norm. And similarly, there came a point in my business where I could spend as much on Facebook as I liked and I knew that it would come back and I, you know, I was okay with spending that much money per day, per week, per month, whatever. But that's not the same on everything else in my life. There are things that I still have to think about, okay, well, I could do this or I could do that. And again, I'm not talking about Rolls Royces and gold toilets. I'm talking about get my house painted and get my hedge trimmed and have the dude come do the termites or, you know, whatever. You live in an old house. These are your realities. How cool would that be? Just have a hive of people over here getting all the shit done. That just feels like a softening to me. Oh, the relief, the relief. Whether it's you paying your electricity and your gas and your and your whatever else you your home insurance, your car insurance, all they all come in at the same time, your car registration, boom, done. Didn't even have to think about it. How cool would that be? If when you got those bills, they all come in in the same week, you just sit down and pay them all. Because the money's just there. You haven't saved up for it. You're just doing your thing. And you have a nice life. You're not, you're not, you know, outrageously spending this stuff. There's just an ease to it. You have a money bolster. You have a money eye pillow. You have a money blanket underneath you. You have a money sandbag, etc., etc., etc. Can you feel that in your body? Just call it in and imagine what that would be like. What would it be like? Twice as much. Twice as much. Maybe three times as much. If you know you're really under-earning, maybe it's four times as much. And for anybody who's listening and thinking, well, I don't really need to because my partner is the breadwinner. Well, how cool would it be if you were both the breadwinners? If there was like so much bread? If it was like when you go to a hotel and they bring you the bread basket We didn't even ask for it and then you eat all of it anyway because it's fabulous. (laughs) Is that just me? (laughs) And then regret it the next day because your joints ache. Is that just me? No, no, no. Seriously. Who says? Who says you can't be the breadwinner too? Why not? Why not? Why not say, you know what? I got the school fees this term. I got it. I got got the books. I got the shoes. I got the uniforms. I, I got it. You do that with yours. Let's buy the camper van. Let's, I don't know, get our solar installed. Let's do that addition on the back of, let's whatever. Let's pay off your debts. Let's get rid of those credit cards. Anybody still paying student loans? Any of that. Like there is a softening that you experience in your body when there is not just a little bit more than enough, but like, way more than enough more than enough I'm even bored with that conversation I want you to have way more than enough way more than enough how does it feel how does it feel in your body it's good right and if it doesn't feel good 
if you can if you could appreciate that it might, but like me a couple of days ago, there was some kind of oh, but that would mean I would have to, but 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 whatever those things are for you. Get them down, journal them out, look at them, hold them out into the light, and take a look. Are they legit? Is it actually real or is it a fear? Is it is it vasana? Memories from shitty things that have happened in the past, samskaras, things that have happened in the past that are, that are uh, coloring what you're anticipating happening in the future. You know, my family in the 80s lost everything, everything. We didn't lose our house, thank God. But, you know, we just, I remember we ate the food out of the pantry till there was nothing left. We ate some weird shit and strange combinations because that was all that was left. There was no more money for going to buying, going and buying more food. I remember my mum had this car that didn't have reverse. It had no reverse and we couldn't afford to fix it. So if we went anywhere, we had to park somewhere that you could drive through because you couldn't pull out. There was no reverse. It's like wearing Birkenstocks. You can't go backwards. And that's just how we lived. I didn't even, at the time, it was like, okay, well, this is kind of fun. We have to go for a bit more of a walk to get to the car because, ha we don't have any room. That sucks. If that was me now, that would suck. It must have sucked hard for my mum to be driving around in a car that didn't reverse. I remember once we went to the petrol station, gas station, servo, pick your language, and um, it, was, you know, it was back in the day where they still pumped the petrol for you. And we knew the guy because it was the neighborhood and he's like, come around and to the other pump rather than waiting. And we couldn't come around because we couldn't go back. We just had to wait. <laughs> what is it in your life that is the same, your version of my mother's car? I've got that in me, right? I've got that thing, that scarcity that you've got to protect what you've got. You don't want to, you've got to play it safe. You don't want to overdo it. We all have our stuff based on what we've been through. But once we pull it out and look at it in the light, we get to make different decisions. You know, this is, this is, not, this is not new. I mean, Patanjali talks about this, maybe not in the sense of annual income, but certainly in the sense of are you creating your future based wholly on your past because you're not applying self-reflection to it and discarding what doesn't serve you, like choosing for, I don't actually, I don't want that karma to ripen. Thank you very much. Cause the ripening of that particular karma is shit. I don't want it. That is a, that is a durian in my, in my car on a hot day when I can't put the windows down. No one wants that fruit. You want durian after someone else has processed it. If you don't know what durian is, well, <laughs> anyway, Google it. Do you know what I mean? So my, like I said, this is high level this week. We're not, I'm not going to tell you how to do it in terms of how to go make the money other than girl, if you, if you, sorry about that was a, that was a non-gendered girl. I just watched a lot of drag race over the weekend, but if you feel that you may be in fact available to receive more, that perhaps you, you had put your own upper limit on what was possible you don't have to know how. I'm not saying figure it out, go do it. I'm saying feel into what might be possible for you. And I really think that if you're listening to this, the chances are you've undervalued yourself and you've put a limit on what's possible. 
And I, and I lovingly invite you to consider the feeling in your body when you explore the idea of earning twice as much or three times as much or four times as much or as many times as much as, as you need to start to feel your body relax. You start to feel your body surrender and trust that you're okay. You start to feel that sensation, like when you put the sandbag on your thighs or the blanket or the eye pillow, and you just feel that, oh, I'm grounded, I'm present, I'm right here. That amount of money, that amount of money, so that you aren't, so that you feel stable in like the real Tadasana sense. I'm financially stable. No, not like what you put on Tinder, like actually I'm, I'm, I'm really right here. And I got this and I can help my family if they need it. And if something comes up, it's handled. I know I'm, I'm, I've got this. Such a different way of being. If we think about how much of our lives is governed by can I afford it, it's actually profound. It happens. It's so insidious that we don't even know what's happening. Okay, we know what's happening when we think can I get like uh, entree and main course, or pardon me, appetizer and entree America. I don't know why you call the main course entree. It's weird. Anyway, sure. Maybe we think about it then. I know there was like 10 years of my life when every time I was invited out for brunch, I lived in Melbourne, brunch is a thing. I could only afford the raisin toast and one cup of coffee. It sucked. Everyone else is having the big breakfast and multiple coffees and bloody Mary's. And I'm thinking, what? I can't afford an alcoholic beverage in the night, let alone in the morning. But think about it on a bigger level. Like, how good is your car? Actually, how safe is it? How good are the tires? Really? They're okay. Okay tires is shit. Seriously, you know? How good's your insurance? Actually, if you couldn't work for a year, how good's your insurance? You know? How good is your savings plan? How good is your emergency fund? If your dog has to have four grand of knee surgery, how good is that? You got it? You ready? I want you to explore the idea of not just a little bit more, but way more. I want you to interrogate the goal that you have set for yourself. You might not have actually done it on paper. It might be more of a, you know, it still might be sort of swirling in your head. I want you to explore that and and feel, this is not a brain thing, feel in your body, your body's response to the sensation of having twice as much. What would it feel like to make that amount of money? And are we, have we fooled ourselves, because I'm in this with you, have we fooled ourselves that, to what's possible? Have we decided for ourselves what's possible? And we're only playing under that line. Everybody has a different line. But is that going on? Maybe for you. It was certainly going on for me. So, okay, Amy, what do you do about it? Well, here's, I I, I don't know, because I'm at the frontier, right? At least for me. But here's what I'm doing about it. I'm going to go for it because I'm sick of not being able to easily go yes to that, yes to that, yes to that. When I have someone that I love who has a medical appointment and they can't drive themselves and I can't get there, I want to be able to go, don't worry, I'll book you an Uber, it's coming. I don't care, it's a $200 Uber, I don't care, whatever, do it, do it, whatever, I got this. 
Like, I want to be able to do that. I want to have that level of kind of ease and flow. I want to go for it. And I'm unavailable to overwork for it to happen. We're smart people. Pardon me for a moment, but there are all sorts of dickheads and wankers on the internet making a truckload of money. Why not smart, ethical, spiritually intentional people making a whole bunch of money without having to work your butt off for it? I'm not interested in that. No, thank you. I am not interested in working a whole lot, but I am interested in energetically getting out of my own way and being available to receive more. Being available to receive more. You want to do more good for the planet? You want to donate more? You want to easily support causes? Like how cool would it be? Okay, every year there's like a MS thing and I drop a hundred bucks on it. I want to be able to drop like a grand. Can you imagine five grand? Okay, cool. That's a cause I believe in. Take my money. It's good. It's good shit. Here's five grand. Like I, I follow a few people on Patreon and I give them five bucks a month for their podcast. Five bucks a month on Patreon. That's shit, Amy. I love their podcasts and I give them five bucks a month. What the hell? You know, this isn't just about hoarding up all of the money for me. When great people have money, they do great things with it. Money's not bad. Shitty people do shitty things with money. Great people do great things with money. Let's all have more wealth. And again, this isn't about figuring out with your brain all the things that you could do to go make the money. No, no, no. Today is about energetically getting clear on where you may be dimming your light, where may you have set your own dimmer switch on the frequency of money that you're available to receive. Okay, I understand that was a total mixed metaphor, but hopefully it still kind of lands. I had put a ceiling. I had put an upper limit on myself. I was like, yep, you know what? That's about, that's, that's, that's great. Look at me. I've, I've got it. I've got it again. I've got it five years in a row, more or less. Yes. Wah. No one else is saying you can't. Oh, no, 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 Amy. That's, that's enough. Stay there. Don't go bigger than that. I'm saying that to me, me. Why? Because I was scared that it would mean I would have to get out of my safety zone and work too hard. Except that I'm smart. I'm tuned in. I'm doing good shit in the world. So I'm going to decide that I'm available for more on the conditions that feel good to me. Working this much and no more. And sure, stepping outside of my comfort zone, but never being unsafe. Never. What is it for you? What's coming up for you in this conversation? One-way conversation. What would that feel like for you to really turn your, turn your dial way up, to be so bright in a way that fulfills all of your non-negotiables, all of your requirements, whether it's about how much you work, those of you who have, have, a, have a story, have a history of burnout, you know, uh, adrenal fatigue, these sorts of things, feeling you need to, maybe your condition is that I'm available to perceive way more and one of my conditions is that I'm healthy throughout. Maybe you feel like it would mean compromising family time or maybe it would mean um, doing something that scares you, whatever that may be, whatever uh, samskaras that have hit you in the past that might be 
uh, uh, sort of you know putting putting these covers over your light and keeping it dimmed down. What would that look like? What would your conditions be? So I'm going to wrap us up for this week, and again. Oh, God, here we go. It's going to be interesting to see how this one lands. But this is where I'm at. Um, And after hearing from these fabulous women and then having this wacky-dacky dream, I just thought, and after the feedback I got from Barbara, I just thought, you know, maybe we need to have a bigger conversation. Yeah, I can show you all the hacks on Facebook and I can teach you how to make a sales funnel and I can help you do your posters for your workshops and you can take all the yoga teacher trainings to get even better at rolling a blanket. We can all do all of that stuff. But if we have placed on ourselves an energetic upper limit, then that's where we need to start today. What would it feel like if you removed it? And on what conditions would you be okay to move it? Let's stop dimming our light. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.